listening to I'm Telling You. You're listening to You're listening to I'm Telling You. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. I'm telling you. <laughs> As always, your amazing antics field host, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Clickety clack, a fact checker, Miss JD. Yeah, if you uh, like to reach out to us, uh, continue the conversation as we always ask, uh, go ahead and hit us up, all three, uh, at ITY, directionsandmusic.org, or you can hit us up uh, individually at G-E-M-I-N-I at directionsandmusic.org or uh, Philly D, P-H-I-L-L-Y-D, directionsandmusic.org. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, this is, uh, in case you're a first-time listener, this is a 30-year friendship of... In-depth, comical, but seriously weird, True continuous. Story. God, <laughs> this is this is like one conversation that's just been continuing since we were thirteen, basically. I mean, but we just recently started recording. Oh uh, yeah, in the past couple of years, we've been uh, we've been getting at this. You wouldn't shut up about it. Well, somebody's got to put me <laughs> in my place. I mean, you know. I was like, I don't know, man. It sounds a little weird. I don't think I want to be recorded. And I don't know. It's been an interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting run so far. Yeah, I think you were really, and you still kind of are more uh, hesitant towards doing the video aspect. But yeah, I did. I did get you to uh, agree to this. And now, everybody, you are so welcome. <laughs> but I also feel like artistically, it needs to stand out in a different way. That's why I was looking at the other angles of, you know, tack. Instead of just straight on like video content of our faces the whole time. Because we've already talked about this. I got a face for radio. What? <laughs> I mean, I think you do great. You know what I mean? Like um, you, you, when we first really started getting into it, there was definitely the cognizant. Yeah, definitely. The cognizant actions that, that followed being aware of equipment and like, oh, I have to do this and that and da 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 What is this? I'm still not talking into the mic. You're still having to remind me. <laughs> it's not as often. And honestly, I think it's more so now you get into such a flow of expressing yourself that you really are just having the conversation that you're speaking to the room, which may not always be towards the microphone. So <laughs> it may not always be in the microphone. Well, yeah, but there's there's definitely still that passion. There's still that piece of honesty and, you know, what we do and how we are. And so, I mean, you know, there's, yeah. We don't edit. Um, we don't really subtract. Subtract. I mean, I don't know don't, about that. I can't add. <laughs> I, I can't even pay attention. I, I can't. Yeah, but no, um, we don't. Yeah, we don't. That's why I say this is this is tangent, just, man. This is we love you, tangent, man. This is this is really just I mean one continuous conversation that's been happening for for three decades at this point, right? Because we've been doing that, you know. What if C A T actually spelled talk? <laughs> we've been doing that kind of thing like since we were kids. Like I don't know. I feel like everybody does that at some point. Maybe they grow out of it. Maybe they don't. But I think it gets. Um, basically trained out of us like we're conditioned for, to to let that go but like the 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 fringe stuff is always fascinated me 
you know, like, why couldn't there be aliens? Like, are we so conceited that we're the only species that can exist in the universe? See, man, like, all right, so we started sending stuff back so and forth. So conceited, Claire. You're so conceited. Dude, <laughs> you don't think I know about pressure? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, that was such a, it was a great performance with my Anthony and all of us. No, so you're like, we've, we've been going back and forth on the backside uh, conversations because we, we do that. But we've, we've been touching, I think, a little bit more on the whole we are in a simulation video game kind of construct, you know, matrixy kind of thing. And not that we, we believe that, but we've been, we've been exploring this as a thought experiment and well, just throwing I mean, stuff back and forth to each other. You could think of that. I mean, like, I just immediately think of that, like, you know, the depictions of all of pretty much every spiritual text written throughout all different races I mean, it's it's basically what they're trying to explain, this different state, this other experience that is not based in this reality, in this air quotes reality. There you go. I so think you got to get the air quotes um, in there. Good job, buddy. You know, in, in, in the confines of time and space, that there's another existence out there. And, and being that that, to me, that band that ties me to this body has been a little bit loosened by some of the trauma that I've been through Definitely um, makes the experience a little different. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's easier to imagine like seeing this body as something different from me, reacting and and going through its, you know, changes and gyrations and whatever it does. Gyrations. Like, what do you I'm just saying, us? like, like to be able to view it from an outside perspective, which is a meditative technique of sorts, right? Um like a mindfulness type of thing. So the transcendental or something where you're almost removing yourself from this, this realm, as you were saying, Eric, like to be able to stand back and view the situation more as if like, not, Hey, I'm pissed off, but like, wow, look at that. That really pissed me off. Why? You know, and being introspective and being, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's just something that comes with age. Who knows? <laughs> Those weird things. But, I love how you're like, you know what? And then you're like, you know what? I don't know. That's that's a good story. I don't know. It just, it, it tends to make me a little bit more introspective sometimes. That what does? Just being able to view, sometimes being able to view what's going on with my life as if it's a movie. Like not taking anything personal in a right, way. Right, right, That's what like I was... I'm experiencing it. Obviously, I can feel the pain and I share these experiences with my body, but... Because of the experiences that I've had in the past, I guess I'm saying that that tie has been a bit loosened because I've been banged around so much. So, I feel you on that one. <laughs> just, um, You're being in a human experience. I've recognized that I am the pilot. Yeah, yeah. That I am the pilot, and that for the most part, I can say I'm I'm in air quotes control. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hashtag control. <laughs> Um, oh, jeez. But it, it, yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, can you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Right? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, again, so we've been we've been passing this stuff in the background, going back and forth on it. And I mean, I, I think data-wise, 
you know, because we, we talked about where consistencies or correlations don't necessarily promote fact, obvious. However, you get to a, a certain place where there's so a connection many... connection is not a correlation, basically. Like, well, no, there's, uh, the correlation doesn't mean cause and effect. So just because there's something that can be drawn as a conclusion between two things doesn't, doesn't mean data or you know, knowledge or fact or any of that. Right, I mean, but, if but I however, eat ice cream it, every time it rains, does that mean when I eat ice cream it rains? Like, no, you, there's a connection there, but it's not a correlation is what I was saying. Well, one doesn't correlate to the other. Like, correct, yeah, correlation. My eating ice cream doesn't cause it to rain kind of thing. Well, I mean, it could, but who knows? Most likely That not. would be strange. I mean, yeah. maybe cloudy meatballs. I mean, maybe in that the world. Time. That, well, it can't rain all the time. But that's the thing is when you get to a place where you start to see so many coincidences where it's like. It, but why it, are you like, and why are you seeing that? Like, what do you mean? I mean, I'd say that has more to do with the connectivity of your mind to, to draw those conclusions that they seem, you know what I'm saying? Because you noticed it, it was there kind of thing. Like, I feel you on that. Like what, or are you just bowing down to the power of your brain to be able to pick up on, or, or your spirit to be able to pick up on these things when they occur around you? Or are you hypersensitive to when it's eleven eleven? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like those people, and you're, you're one of them that came to me one day and you said, it's just odd that I was seeing 9-11, 9-11, And then we had the tragedy on 9-11 and you're like, it's almost like the clock's been trying to tell me this for years. So you're like, it's easier for me to count the days that I don't see 9-11 morning and night on my clock. Any clock. Like of all the, the moments that you could look at your watch, it happens to say 9-11. Yeah, I mean, or do you just analog and... To pay more attention. You know what I'm saying? What do they call that? Um, yeah, there, there is a... I don't um, know if that's like a cognitive dissonance thing or if it's... No, a, no, no, there is a psychological term for that though. Like where you... I'm um, not recalling it offhand, but... Um, you know, it's the same thing. Like if you get a new car, like, you know, you, you get a Camaro and then suddenly you notice a lot more Camaros on the road. It's like, wow, right. there's so many more Camaros. It's, it's not that. It's just that you're more tuned into it because now it's kind of like a part of you. The way you think of it, you know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, that reminds me of my Camaro. And I'm driving it. Yay. You know, but you notice it like every, you, you, you're more hypersensitive to it. See, and I think it really kind of goes down, and that's kind of a scenario, I think it goes down to the whole programming your brain. You know, we talk about the RAC, the, uh, the reticulum activation center, mm -hmm. which is where you basically program your brain to ingest all the information and cut out what, what, it's, what it feels is not pertinent and then leaves all the stuff where it's like, hey, this is things that you, you, you seem to be saying we need to, we need to look at and see. So it's not so much that you see it more, it's just the fact that it's always been there. You're just now taking notice of it. So there's that component to it. But yeah, no. Like, or I, is that the important part? The, the fact that you are paying attention is what you should really salute. Well, you know what I'm that, saying maybe. And like you, and you put it the way I would see it, where you're tuned into that frequency. Right. It's not that it's, it's, not that it's happening to you, it's happening with you. Right. Yeah, I like mean, if a tree falls in the woods, kind of thing. But I mean, it's on on a on on that level. It definitely is. It could happen a million times, different ways, and you might never really 
perk your interest enough to notice it. Right. But because it happened a certain way, like because you, when you looked at the clock and it was 9.08, maybe your brain just started ticking down the minutes until it became 9.11 and it knew to look at the clock again then. Who knows? Psychologically, you'd never know. But there's something about that hypersensitivity around that number for some reason. Like what drew you to that number? Or was it complete coincidence every time, the numerous times that you'd see that? Like, I don't know. But you were saying something else about um, notice, what was it, notice what you're thinking when you see it? You were saying something about that. Like, think about what it is that you were thinking about right before you saw that number. Right, right. Because you were saying something about like, like maybe it's trying to tell you something. Maybe that number is, has a correlation between your, your internal thoughts. I felt, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, right, and I mean, I, yeah, I, I still, agree. I still feel as though, and it's not mystical. It's just it's where is your head at that point? And like that's kind of a good way to remind yourself. It's not necessarily magic, but well, like like you said earlier, like I'm tuned into that frequency. So if I'm, and to me that that's what it signifies is like I am on that, I'm on a path that is mine to be a part of. And as I attempt to transcend or, you know, resonate higher, you know, when I, when I set into new patterns where it's like before these were things here and then now all of a sudden it's like, this is what's here. Being able to recognize that and take, you know, cognizance of it and, and do something with it and continue on. So, yeah, I think it's a part of that as well. Um, oh, one, one thing that's really fun that I like to take with me, and maybe this will sound more like a, a tangent or a side note, but... There was a, you um, know, <laughs> the, um, it was, I think it was something I learned from, from reading a book. What was it? Um, the Celestine prophecy, but I think something to the effect of the idea of like anything, anything that comes at you, like, like you talk to a new person or you talk to somebody, you know, everybody that you know, and everybody that you meet in your life, especially when you're kind of attuned to a certain direction. I think we were talking about something like this at some point way before we started recording, but like when you're tuned into something and that was part of the storyline of Celestine Prophecy, that people that come to you, like everybody everybody has something that they want to share with you, but you kind of have to find a way to pick it out of them in a way or figure out what it is that they're trying to tell you. Like everybody has a message to give you. And if you, if you approach life like that, sometimes it's interesting to see what comes your way and just kind of ride the wave, you know what I mean? I really put it more towards the idea of like self-reflection where, yeah, every moment has a learning component to it, but you, you have to be willing to be open to it as well as accept your your part, not so much your accountability, but, you know, sometimes it's just your part because sometimes it's not your doing or, you know, you didn't really have something to do with it other than you were just merely the facilitator. You know, you were a vessel for this action to happen. You know, accidents happen, as they say, but, you know, but there's still something to be learned from that. You know, hey, what, what was I doing? And how did it I do it? Where? Let's say it doesn't define you, but in actuality, everything you do and everything you touch defines you. Everything you're a part of defines you. 
well, as well as all things of those nature define us as well. You know, the friends you keep so is what defines you, as they say. So when you, when you, you know, birds of a feather, when you, when you have that same collective or group, you know, whatever it is that you're tuned to, that frequency, that's what you're going to have an abundance of. It's not until you set yourself to a different frequency. <laughs> that's why mom is always so critical of my friends. <laughs> she could just tell she didn't know though you're like this this is not a good future for you you're gonna get out of this friendship <laughs> uh, I know I'm not gonna do a voice that you know that's threatening to tell your father about it <laughs> want me to tell your father then you'll see what happens oh I didn't want that to happen I didn't want dude I tell you what man I used to get beat and then if you know, a few times I talk back, then it was all of a sudden it became, you know, wait till your father gets home. Then it's like, yeah, no, no, you can strangely you can enough, me. It's cool. We're strangely good. enough, the worst thing was the silence or the very, very quiet, very still voice. Like that's when you knew. Like, all right, just keep your distance. <laughs> Don't look him directly in the eye. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much whenever I got beat, it was like right then and there. Unless again, no, like I said, it's not even that. It was just when he got quiet, you knew. No, nah, dude, that there was, there was only one time that I actually recall, and I wasn't even directly a part of this. I merely heard it, and it was an incident between my my father and my uh, older sister, and they're having an argument. Long story short, it gets super heated, like super heated, and then we hear a slap. And you could tell it was like a face slap. And my mom and I are like in the house, but off to the side. So we can, as soon as we hear it, we're just like, oh shit, he slapped her. Like figuring, no. you know, she said some shit that it was just like, it finally was like, what? no, no. She said some shit and then just straight up slapped him. And he, he said nothing. Like no reaction, he literally just walked to his uh, to his keys, walked to his car, started it, pulled out, and left. Oh. And like we had no clue. I'm going to remove myself now. Oh, you do. Apparently, he went for to the, the safety of myself and others. He went to the movie theater and saw like two movies in a row or something. There you go. Just to just to like I'm I'm just I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit here. I'm sitting. I'm sitting here. That's what I'm gonna sit. Okay. Sit here. And then when I'm done that, I'm going to sit here some more. Yeah, no, I was the only time I ever, he ever went silent. And yeah, I mean, definitely, because uh, I was used to, to reaction. Right. Usually adverse reactions. <laughs> Not to say that it wasn't warranted on time to time, but. But I mean, like with a boy, you just rip him up and slap him back. I mean, I don't know. Like there's that moment where you go, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is it fair? I mean, my father was always a much larger, like, I'm not strong say, wise. I'm not speaking of my dad because my dad was never a violent type. Like, I, I can't remember ever. My mother know. did most of the beating. When my father did it, he was old school, just like grip you up, smack you on your bottom. But you're talking like six foot four, 220, all muscle, open palm, just like, you know, coming up off the ground, he's stretching back so far about to slam you. You could just lead you around by your elbow. Dude, uh, he'd, pop you, he'd pop you once or twice, and you you definitely did not sit, and you you slept on your stomach for a couple of days. A couple of days? Oh, yeah, dude. There's a few times where, yeah, I had to... 
Oh, it, he, yeah. Again, I'm not saying that they were not deserved at any point in time, however. Wow. I mean, you were talking about earlier about, you know, having gone through some stuff. It's like, dude, when you, when you felt some, you know, physical pain over and over again, your body reacts completely different, you know? It's desensitized at that point. And... Well, uh, well, no, what I'm talking about is more like, I mean, that's adrenaline rush, but that's not necessarily life-threatening for most uh, most of what you're talking about. It's just standard American dad physical punishment, you know, <laughs> which I, I didn't get a whole lot of. My, my dad, honestly, wasn't like that. Not with me, anyway. You weren't really a bad kid at all. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say overall, I wouldn't say my brother was ever really a bad kid. He was too smart for his own good for the most part. I can definitely agree to that on many levels too. Not even just like intelligence, but like smart ally. Well, I mean, that, that's the problem. Like it's, it's kind of hard not to have an attitude where you're like, all right, well, I mean, do I really have to listen to you? Well, I mean, yeah, especially- you're four years old doing this. Like, and you're going to tell me what's what? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, could be some of that. Just like, you know, kind of makes you a little bit aloof. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's what I'm saying is when, when, you're, on a, when you're on a level where you've, you've seen some things or you know some things or you know, you've had some conversations with yourself, you're aware of some stuff. Regardless of what that age is or what your background is or, you know, any 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 of that kind of stuff, when when you have cognizance, you definitely carry a different air about you. Yes, I would agree with that. And yeah, we're usually a little bit on the uh, trying side, especially there with were, authority figures. Yeah, we're, there were, <laughs> there were <laughs> no, but there were there were times, um, short periods of time in my life, a couple, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, um, where I, it, I could be in such a state of relaxed calm that I would actually kind of in a way like draw people into my influence and make strangers smile and just kind of overall like affect my area just by being like, and not saying anything, but you know, just, just being me. Almost like I was just kind of tapped into it all. We all yeah. right? You okay? And I mean... I'm, I keep coming back to the idea of just doing multiple experiences and not only that, but again, just the, the self-reflection in it, the, um, the willingness to accept your part, whether you're holding yourself accountable for your actual actions or. Let's not talk about who did what. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. But, <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's really the bigger part is you can't get caught up on that either. You just have to see what it is for what it was. Learn, learn what it is, and you know, move, move from there. It really is just, and that's why I was like, it really does come down to that whole self-reflection. Because I mean, you can have experience upon experience, and tons and tons and tons of all this input and data, but until you actually do something with it, 
you know, which to me is that self-reflection component when you actually try to assess it, understand it, and even further remove yourself from it, truly separate. Because I think as you, you can separate the physical from the spiritual and the emotional and all that, it really does allow for you to come together even more whole. You know, you kind of, you can kind of like get out of your own way in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I'm definitely a firm believer in self-reflection. The quickest way to throw me out of that, though, is start an argument with me, like a heated argument. And I like I I lose that grip. Like I just start, I start getting into the argument. Then, <laughs> what do you think is your trigger for that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's when I feel like I'm being attacked. But you know, and that's one of those things. The same thing. Like if you're able to in that moment. Whereas I'm, I realize as I'm getting older, it's easier for me to do that little by little, or get it, get into the moment where you're able to look at the situation as it's unfolding around you and go, "Wow, why did that trigger a feeling of anger?" Kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. So not saying that you don't experience it, maybe in a negative way, if you want to put it that way. But, you evaluate it while you're experiencing yes. it and detach emotion from it. And then, then, then hopefully, you know, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Come clean. Explain yourself. That's, a, that's why you just start most of your statements with no offense. Because then you can just insult him. You're like, I said no offense. No offense, but you're an asshole. <laughs> Pardon my friend. Asshole here. Not to be rude. But yeah, no, I always love that phrase. No offense. Like I do get a choice in this. Especially when you started like that. Like one of the higher ups wanna talk to me and they're like, Can we talk to you? I was like, Can I be frank? And then that kind of gives me permission to just say whatever I want because they allowed me to be frank. (laughs) See, I would have backed it up and be like, No, but don't call me Shirley. <laughs> hey, sorry. I mean, just, you you can be whoever you want. I mean, I don't really like. Uh, but like, uh, I'm not sure we're role playing right now. But who's this Frank character you keep going on about? <laughs> Franklin. Frank Franklin. What? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> who, who do you want to be? Frankie Two Thumbs. There's something you want to tell us. Blink. Frankie No Thumbs. Blink twice if you're being held captive. <laughs> Knock twice if there's a robot in the room. If there's a robot in the room. I mean, technically, there probably is a robot in this room. I mean, I mean, they can make them as small as like little flies now. Well, I mean, if you want to say it like we're, we're robots. Well, that's another way to say it. So I'm just saying. Possibly. Organic robots. Organic robots. We are bio organic, man. We're from the earth. It's not, it's not your beach. You don't own the beach. It's it's God's beach. You weren't brought into this world, man. You were brought out of it. I mean, that's one way to look at it. That's an Alan Watts. I always like that one. Is it? Dude, what do yeah. you? What do you? What? Can you, can you stop playing? Can, can you stop playing with your cable well, in front of me? It's hanging. It's dangling right in front of me. Yeah, nobody to, likes a bragger, bro. Back day. <laughs> doesn't give you carte blanche to just start playing with your cable in front of me and slinging it, it around. It doesn't give Thanks. you carte blanche to use French 
is you, you know, you French call lazy COVID. I'm not going to write you a blank check. Dude, you know, it just made me think of super troopers too when they just going back and forth with like French phrases. <laughs> they're just getting like more and more absurd with their tone about it. Maybe some French fries. No, he's some like French chicken toast. cordon bleu. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> like the freaking croquettes and all that shit. You know, you got to watch it again. You, you can't quote it. That's Dude, what's, I mean, what's I, going on. I honestly, because I want me to think about it. I've only seen that movie probably five or six times. Only five or six times. Yeah, and I never concentrated myself on the plus. I mean, dude, it is. Oh my god, it's just there. There are so many different components because they're just like, and some of them aren't even full French. And what's creme fresh? Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, then then they go off and talk about the. Uh, oh, what's the what's the joke where he's uh, where the the key to happiness is uh. Is happiness in your asshole? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, you know, happiness is a key to the key to happiness is a, a penis in your asshole. And you're just like, uh, happiness. Uh, and he's your- like, you know, to be to be happy, to smile. He's like, oh, happiness. You're like, yeah, yeah, happiness. <laughs> And he's like, in, in your in your asshole. And they're like, no, no, I don't don't quite think he got household. it there. Household. Oh. He's like, yeah, you know, your uh, your domicile, your apartment, you know, your you're like, oh, your household, a key to hap. Oh, key to yeah, key to life is happiness in the household. Oh. See what we thought you would no, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. No, no, he would he would like this. This is It'll be great. <laughs> what we thought you said was the key to a happy life is a penis in your asshole. No, no, mierda. You are married. He just starts rambling off and just like gets all pissed off. Everyone, all you are married, everyone think you want to fuck you. No one want to fuck you. That, that scene is hilarious. Especially because they come walking up. Well, you just did the whole thing for us. Well, that was the back half. But they come, like when they come riding up, on horseback and he's holding the red rotating light, you know, the police signal that should be on top of the yeah. car and he's just like holding it in his lap. <laughs> like the most absurd shit it ever. It is absurd. That's what makes it fun. Well, because it's just like in the first one when he comes up and he has the flashlight not only in his hand, but it's also lit and it's daytime. <laughs> and he's asking him for his license and registration and he's like, I already, I already didn't already give, I think I already gave it to you. Do you already have it? Starts freaking out. No, I pulled you over. <laughs> Littering. Littering and... Oh. Yeah, no, that's when he's just like, I'm <laughs> sorry, guys, but I have to give you a ticket on this one for uh, for littering and... Uh, littering, and they're like... Littering uh, and... Uh, littering and... Littering and... He's like in the back tripping littering balls. And, littering and... 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 Uh, uh, and... Uh, and smoking, smoking the, the reefer. reefer. Oh, man. Candy ball. <laughs> Dude, that is still, like, honestly... The, the snozberries taste like snozberries. That is still to this... Like, that is one of my all-time absolute favorite opening scenes to a I movie. Know, right? Like, it's just... <laughs> 
I mean, you just get right into it. It is nonstop. You just you get at it, and then you end it with you boys like Mexico, yeah. <laughs> and he's doing donuts out in the parking lot, and that's and that's how the movie starts. Like, dude, come on, man. It's just uh. And the one kid's like tripping face the entire time too. Well, yeah, because he ate like like a quarter of weed or something, and like an eighth of shrooms, or maybe it was an eighth of weed and a quarter sure, of shrooms. That that had to be like two hundred fifty bucks worth of shrooms. I know he's like that. That was like that was like what like maybe like a hundred like a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get that. You know, whenever whenever you got it, that's not cool, man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, what? I'm already pulled over. <laughs> you know, I like when they're just like pulling away and they're taking off. He's like, man, it's a good thing. I was about to cop uh, <laughs> cop a uh, bust a cap. Yeah, pop a cap in that pig's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like come flying backwards in reverse. And they're just like, what do we do? I don't know. What do we do? What do we, I don't know. And like, pull over. What? We're, we're, we already are. Pull, he already is pull over. He can't pull over. I can't pull over can't anymore. Pull, he can't pull over any further. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene. Like, dude, it's just oh, classic. I'm telling you, man, that whole segment. <laughs> What do you What do you guys do? Oh, we we're just going over the border for uh, some fries and gravy. <laughs> sure, oh, you almost made it. Oh, <laughs> and I mean that's just the opening scene, dude. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. dude, there's everything right about that movie. And chugging syrup, Ursula. Uh, Ursula, come in, Ursula. <laughs> yeah, we found this blow doll in your trunk with your name written all over it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's just gross. <laughs> dude, open bar, dude, open bar. Oh my god. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like the first one was just so outlandish, but well written. You know, they're like the Beastie Boys. They just they really play well off of one another, and it just it keeps it going. I mean, that's why the second one, just being like a continuation of it, dude, it really, it really is glittery Dan, glittery Dan. I love it. It's like we never left. I mean, it really is. Like this, this is your home. Almost like a fourth wall. In a sense. You know what I mean? Like that one's for the fans. I'm telling you, they're going to love that one. <clears throat> yeah, man. It would have just... been, it would have been good by its own though. I mean, had another one not come out, it would have been fine. That's what the dude Super Troopers 2 by itself had it been the only one would have still. I mean, you would have lost some of the jokes. There would have been a some few of them were attached to the original. Yeah, know? repeats or, you know, run on or. Beat and repeat or in a boat. Pete falls out. Who's left? I don't know. I don't know who's not on the boat. Repeat. Beat and repeat or on a boat. Pete falls out. Who's left? I don't want to play this game anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eat repeater on a boat. So my guy walks into this bar, right? Yeah, what did the five fingers say to the face? He's got a newt on his shoulder. Slap. <laughs> See, this what sucks. See, I can't reach you now. Nope. So we have we have new studio digs. I've been talking about it and it actually happened. We now have like really nice big table. Oh. And it's uh he's he is beyond arm's reach away. Which means I have to like slink onto the table, hopefully far enough, and like shin kick them. Throw your house shoes at me. Dude, no, I'm not throwing my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> shoes. I like my shoes. Listen, this guy in shoes. 
I don't want you shoes in the house. Safety first. That's why I keep them right here. You know what I mean? Slides, easy to get in and out of, comfortable, right. practical. They work well. They are my friends. They have saved me many a times. Because when I do walk in the house without shoes on, I do hurt myself because I'm a big, I'm a big dumb boy, basically. Well, you never like Clifford the dog or something. You never know when you're gonna have to die hard. You know what I mean? (laughs) You walking around on glass and stuff, having to take out terrorists. I mean, you never know. I mean, gotta be ready with a pair of slides right next to you. I I mean, if you want to look good too. Just saying. I mean, they're not just practical, man. They look good. It's a statement. They look good when you're firing your AR. I mean, did you, well, I mean, what don't they look good doing? You know what I mean? Let's be honest. It's like men in black. It's like, I make this look good. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. My typical go-to when somebody wants to make a wisecrack about my shoes, I'll be like, I was like, what? I was like, good enough for Jesus, good enough for me. They're just like, well, can't really argue with that. It's like, yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. I'm sorry, you got me thinking men in black. And like, why'd you shoot the girl? Yo, man. <laughs> look, these guys are just hanging out. I mean, it's it's late night. This look, I, this guy's obviously getting his workout in. He's, well, you know, the, he's like, I was, you know, I see this guy over here snarling, and then I realize he's, he's got, got a, a tissue, tissue in his head. <laughs> he's not snarling. He's sneezing, right? And then I'm looking at this other guy over here. He's just, you know, hanging out. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe he's up to know. It's like, oh, he's not. He's just, he's actually exercising. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just working how out. Would, how would I like it if you came down to the gym and bust cap my head? Like, you know. I'm and just, here's this girl. What is she, like, eight? I don't know. Then we 10? got this girl. We're, like, four or five years old reading, you know, these uh, what quantum, <laughs> physics? quantum physics. She's up to something, and man. And in 3 a.m. in the middle of the hood, that girl is way too young to be reading that kind of book. <laughs> So I figured she up to some she ain't some shit right now. <laughs> or am I wrong and I owe her apology? <laughs> that was yeah. how we got in. Isn't yeah, it? he was like, you come with me. Hey everybody, uh, we're gonna administer the eye test. Just go ahead and look over here at this. <laughs> Pretty much. Swamp gases. Swamp gases. <laughs> Can't you come up with something better than swamp gas? <laughs> Flaxing off the light of Venus with the hell. Could be. You never know. But yeah, they've used that as an excuse before. Dude, the first two were like really dope. The third one was like still good, but I felt it was just a little I don't know. Usually by the third by the third anything, you get very studio based where it's like, hey, we let you make the first two, now we get to tell you how to do this. It's like you're ending it, man. That's when you need the most input, right? Like, no, it has to have this, this, and this in it because that's what tracks with our. And it's like, but then it's going to be the same movie. Well, yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't. That's why I don't like really going to the movies because even if it's something new, it's still the same shit. And I don't want to pay good money to go see the same shit. It's like I can stay home and do that for free, right? (laughs) Go to a friend's house or something. You know, it's probably on at the bar somewhere. I can drink a beer while I'm doing this shit. I mean, I guess if it's an action movie, there's, you know, I mean, hopefully it's different enough, but you don't expect a lot from an action movie. See, that's why when... But like, I like a thriller, you know, something that's got you on the edge of your seat, but like... That's when our dude told us about that movie Boss Level, 
That was like one of the oh, first new movies dude. I had seen in a while where I was like, okay. You want to watch it over and over because you get something different every time. Yeah, and I mean, Free Guy, the, the Ryan Reynolds ones. That movie is hilarious. Free Guy is awesome too. Yeah, that, it, it, almost, it almost was one of those ones where I was going to watch it more and more. But, you know, honestly, like boss level, I've watched that one a few times now at this point. Whereas, whereas Free Guy, I was like, I watched it once and I was like, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I like it. Boss yeah. level is awesome. It's just, but that's a, it's a, not only a decent storyline with some intelligence, but the, the jokes are freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because you're just but seeing them some, like repeat the same day over and over again. You there's know, some there's, depth to it too, though. Oh like, my god! When you find out like tons of what it is that they're doing and like where the technology came. Yeah, from. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So like yeah. intelligence wise, like they're still you know it's still logical. So it's not even far fetched, even though it seems like it. You know, but it's, it's when basically you have the, um, it's it's the vi- the ultra violent version of uh, Groundhog Day. It's like Die Hard meets Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, or, and then some. It's more like Enter the Dragon <laughs> meets Groundhog Day because everyone's Two. coming at him. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, a game of death. Game of death. Is that it? But technically he goes up the, uh, the building. Wait. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't think. Of, I love how we're debating other? what to associate it with. That's how unique it is. Pier- was it? No, not Pierce. I'm trying to think of the the other action characters back in the day, but the one was like he like set all these traps in his house. It was it was basically like the grown up version of Home Alone, and I can't remember the name of the actor that did that. It was an action actor, I'm not um, Jason Statham, not Pierce Pierce Bronson, or Brosnan. I Brosnan. I, I I can't think of the. He was one of the 007s, wasn't he? But he did some other stuff too, right? Like he did yeah. some other action movies. He's done. I mean, he's done a bunch and of I different. I can't action think of movies. the name of this one. It is a classic. But I remember, I remember vividly one of the scenes was he set up a board on. He set up like a springboard right by the window, so that if you triggered it, it would just pop right out towards towards the open window, and like he caught like the guy's two front teeth on it. Like he came back to check the trap and it was just the plank was just sitting there. It's got two teeth sticking in it. That's gross. <laughs> it was a typical tough guy movie from the 80s, I guess. I don't know. Is it from the 80s, do you think? I, I want to say late 70s, early 80s, maybe. Really? Just going back. Wouldn't that be, um, no, would then you're, are you, I mean, was he a 007? Is that the No, it's it, it's not that Pierce. It's not Pierce Bronson. It's who the hell is it? Who were the martial art? It was um cannot, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was one of them, but there was another guy that that was like a real tough guy. I can't right around the same time, the same era of martial arts related TV tough guy. Like white guy or I can't think of his freaking name. I mean American, Scottish, like you gotta give me something. I don't freaking know. Kid. Peggy Bundy is his sister in real life. What's her last name? Peggy Bundy? <laughs> oh, that's um oh, what's her name? It begins with an S. Her first or last. Dude, this is horrible. Last name. This, last you're the oh, fact checker. What are you asking? No. Well, I'm pulling up the Pierce Brosnan thing right now. Oh, yeah. Boy, wasn't, I, wasn't, I, 
I don't know why that name came to mind. It wasn't the 007 guy. It was a totally different guy. It was maybe from the mid to late 70s. Maybe I'm a little... Again, like white American? Can we get some more? I guess. I mean, I mean European? Only when tan, you're in the bathroom. Tannish white skin. Like, I'm seeing like... Um, Don Johnson? No. Not so pretty. Van Damme? But not so pretty. No. So from the 70s, yeah, there I was a guy was... named James Milton Kelly? No. no. Dude, what, I mean, you're killing me. Smalls. I know. It's driving me nuts because I wish I, wish, I wish I even knew the name of the movie. That would make it a lot easier. Tell me, it's not like you can like Google movie with two front teeth. <laughs> you get like the chipmunks. <laughs> Christmas time. Who knows what you get? Who knows? I mean, with I'm doing it, you don't. You don't want to know that search. Steven Seagal. No, 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 no. It was before. It was definitely before that. It was like before. I think he even came into pictures. Oh no, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Was that it? Oh, it's another one of those. I'm thinking martial artsy, like relatively short guy, real tough guy on TV. I mean, I mean, he did. He did a number of movies that were like he was basically pretty brutal. Alternate version of Clint Eastwood in like Dirty Harry like, stuff, kind of like the martial arts version. Yeah, I think. Well, no, he did like the movie Cobra, I think, or something. Or no, that sounds does. familiar. Yeah, that might have been him. But yeah, no, Charles Bronson. I want to say is Charles like Bronson. That's yeah, totally late seventies into the eighties. I would agree to that. Can See where I got Pierce screen? Brosnan? It was something. Bros- that, yeah, that Bros- guy. Something. Yeah, that's. That dude, Charles. Bron- that's Charles Bronson. I can look it up too, but um, I can't see that far. Dude, I dude, I saw it. that was Charles Bronson okay. that she was showing. But he's got kind of a tannish, and I think with the big sideburns, dark hair. Yeah, big thick mustache. Yeah, yeah. He usually wears like a scully or something. But he was always like a super super tough guy. Like you yeah. just didn't mess with him. He was like a badass cop detective dude. Yeah. So I said he was like a alternate dirty hairy type. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Fucking Charles yeah. Bronson, yeah. bro. Yeah. It said it says it says he's known for his granite features and his brony physique. <laughs> uh, there you go, bro. Tannish tannish features. What? Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm thinking like what? Like white. I guess he's white. I don't know it's like I don't actual. know. Italian, orientation, Greek. Or I, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe, maybe he's mixed. Maybe he's like a mutt. I don't know. Not important. Maybe he just hung out at like you know Venice a lot, mm-hmm. and he was like always. Well, he was always his working last out. Name and, is really Buczynski, so I'm gonna go with Polish. I mean, so maybe he did just hang it out at the beach a lot, and that's why he had great skin. Oh, I use his cocoa butter. He <laughs> probably uses cocoa butter. Oh, my God. What do you do when you're done with the cocoa butter? You put it in the basket. <laughs> oh, he's actually from Philly. What I feel like, I feel, why, why is this a question? Like, I think, I think at this I point. I just saw, like, this whole conversation back and forth between the roommates talking about, like, how he hates when company comes over because people don't put the lotion back in the basket. Or you know, like he's in, like in the bathroom, and he's like yelling, "Oh, your friends ever put the lotion back in the basket?" It's just like sitting on the counter. 
I mean, I don't wonder they use the cocoa butter. It's good, but just put it back in the basket. I'm going to go now. <laughs> Nobody bothered me for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be vacuuming. Be vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't you knock? <laughs> no, didn't you see the sock? <laughs> we talked about this, didn't we? <laughs> sock on the door, lotion in the basket. <laughs> this is the rules. Oh my god. That's literally that's their house rules. <laughs> rule number one, lotion in the basket. Rule number two, obey the sock rule. <laughs> <laughs> Get your own vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, my Hoover? Have you seen my Hoover? <laughs> oh, oh, did that new Dyson come in? <laughs> it's got this cyclone. <laughs> I can't. It's the voice. Yeah, I mean, Avery, I mean, it really, I mean, oh, but it's, oh, I mean, I think it's more than just the voice, but it certainly does set a tone. That's for sure. I'm telling you, we could totally write these scenes out. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if, all right, how about this? The scene opens up and like the friends had just left. How about, how about we <laughs> use alternate <laughs> scenes from movies that like we know that are like really well-known scenes and the, the audio we put in there is those guys. <laughs> so it's them doing the scenes, not oh, us. No, I still rather them be a puppet show. I mean, we can do I both. I think that could really work, but that we, means we'd have to build like little sets for them too, though. Not necessarily. I mean, we can just you know use or your just, imagination, or just a video backdrop, like a fake green screen kind of thing. What do you, we got? Money, we got green screen money. Is that what? Is that what you're saying? We do this for free. We got green screen money. What if you did like this, you, could write you know, like you filters. were saying with the show and have their voices to it, but what if it was like um, literally like a Three's Company episode? Wait, I don't even know. <laughs> so you have a Three's Company episode, but yeah, you no, I do. Yeah, I just, I just love how was, we're here. That was our show. It was the English lady. I'm, I'm aware. Yes, yeah. yes, Goose, I know what the finger is. <laughs> It was like this. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm 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 commenting more on the fact of how we got here again. Because puppets are funny, bro. Puppets, bro. Puppets always make me laugh. <laughs> Doesn't take much. I was just gonna be like, I mean, uh, clowns. No, it sure, it sure is the puppets. Are you talking to me? What? <laughs> You must be talking to me. See anybody else around. Are you talking to me? I don't know what you're saying. E sounds easy like there, Raging be, Bull. Sounds like it should be offensive. I mean, if I'm saying it, probably. Are you trying to offend me? No offense. No, no offense. Here, call me some time when you don't have some class. Pardon my French. <laughs> oh. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Is it what? What? Oh yeah, no, I we're getting we're getting close. Yeah, yeah no, it's close. close. It is very close. That's right. Well, because we either really start your light on. 
No, it's you. I with still didn't bring still batteries. Out. It's my job to bring batteries, and I, I get. I gotta put it in my bag when I get home. I'll probably forget. With that attitude, you're probably right. <laughs> I should write myself a note. You, you got to remember to write the note. Tie a string around my finger. Got to remember to tie the tire string. <laughs> no, I mean before I leave, I'll tie a string around my finger. Dude, what? what, what who's, who's got string in this economy right now? I have an idea. <laughs> I could just... It'll remind you on time. I could just set a time. Either put Reminder. a note... Well, yeah, put a note in your calendar or text yourself and schedule it to be sent like at a specific date or time. Do that? And then it'll text you. Yeah. It's wonderful. Wunderbar. Yeah, his phone's like right in front of him. We're not techno people. No. This, is, this is why you can't leave the fact checking to us. I mean, I was into techno music, but. <laughs> Who's got glow sticks? I had that phase. <laughs> there was a phase for a while glow sticks. <laughs> Shiny little lights. and Your giant fat bell bottoms. Dude, and my Jankos. That you could dance in and not see your feet not move. Not see your feet move, yeah. Like, look, he's just floating. Yeah. How does he do that? It's virtual insanity. Dude, that was, I mean, Jamiroquai oh is God. a dope band. Right? Like, oh dude, God. that's that's on the list. <laughs> Jamiroquai? Oh. oh, yeah, man, of course. I had the CD. Oh, dude, yeah? So did I. Yeah. Robbie Williams, too. Yeah. I love a lot of the stuff out of, I mean, I'm a huge fan of just everything before the 2000s. Because everything after that pretty much just sucks. Mm-hmm. I say 2011 was like the last good year before everything totally went to. No, I'm pretty sure it was the new millennium. Up. They're just like, oh my God, we might all die. We need to do this really well. And they're like, we live, fuck it. And they just, you know, they suck like now. So much stuff by Prince. Y2K, man. Prince was awesome. Do you remember what Pence, uh, Prince's backup band is? Like the band that he played with? The Power Generation? No. What, something. The Revolution. The Revolution. The Revolution? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? This is like Game of Horseshoes. Game of Horseshoes. Is a question. Revolution. Oh, that the British are coming. The down. British are coming. Down no, down. it's just the Revolution. The but yeah, no, let's go crazy, Prince and the Revolution. Oh, right. Daily let's Beloved, we are gathered here today. <laughs> Daily Belotti. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what they used to say on Preston and Steve. It was one of those um, misheard quotes, misheard right. song quotes. or song. Bingo Jet had a light right, on. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, what was one of the misheard lines on... Um uh, summer of 69, the person thought that the fr opening line was, I had my first sex dream. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, I, I got my first six string, yeah. I got my first sex dream. Yeah. Sex dream. <laughs> Bought it, Bought it, five, five, it doesn't make time. any sense at that point. He's like, wait, man, wait, what? What? You can, you can buy them things? What? Maybe he thought it was just a nudie mag. It's nudie Maybe. magazine day. Nudie magazine day. Wait, isn't every day nudie what magazine day? What if he thinks day? he got it at like five or nine? <laughs> I think we're just stretching. I'm trying. <laughs> we're just, you know, I'm pretty sure he just, he I misheard it and then it's. Five and, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Bingo I don't Jet know. had a light on. 
I mean, don't carry me too far away. <laughs> that is that is for sure. Oh, like well, my bingo jets with lights happens. I mean, I know I'm not the only one that's been wondering what quotes are or words are in certain songs that I've been listening to for years, and then I'll finally figure it out, and I'll go, oh. <laughs> Dude, I remember watching. There like was like I've been missing. I like I kind of go over that part. Like I just don't know what the words. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Sounds good. Yeah, what is it like? Uh, Black crows or whatever. It's like ham. <laughs> don't turn me heavy down like we candle it. What you say now, baby? And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that goes at all. <laughs> no, I know the words. No, no, you do not. Yeah. Hand me a candle now. What? Yeah, you don't need the, you don't know that part. You're like, what? Is this a vigil? What is happening? <laughs> He's all choked up. I know, that's how funny I am. <laughs> oh gee, oh. oh it's definitely that time. Yeah, please keep that oh. to yourself. Literally. Sorry, excuse me. Vampire. What? Cough into your you got a vampire, remember? Mm. You got a cough into your your cape. Now we know what you're saying. So. Yeah, is that the we... visual. You know, the vampire. The, the gum, yeah, you uh, got to do the, the count. The count what's, Dracula. What's the other thing the kids do? The... I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> when you're like, Daniel. When you're or stunting the... or whatever. Well, it's like when you're like, you know, recognize. It's like owning somebody, right? Is that what that shit is? I don't know. I so love raving. I don't know the kids do it. It's like flossing or something like that. Flossing? Yeah, I don't know what these newfangled kids and their dances mm -hmm. and hashtagins. It's and a dance where your feet do, don't move. It's like a dance for white people. <laughs> <laughs> this right here. This this is your house. This stay is, right, this is house. Stay right here. Stay right here. Uh, well, luckily, <laughs> luckily the uh, antics are now over and you yes. can... <laughs> uh, you can now uh, click over to write us an email because we would love that. Hit all three of us up so you can include Miss uh, JD over here. ITY, directorsofmusic.org. Yeah, give us some movie quotes. Give us whatever. Tell us awesome, funny dad jokes. We don't really care. Start a philosophical conversation. But So a guy walks into a bar. No more minutes. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this is I'm telling you with uh, with your host Philly D, Mr. Gemini. Cookie clack a fact check of this JD. Yeah, no. Uh, as always, fam. Uh, be good to yourself. Be good to everyone else. Much love. Peace. Peace. Peace.